Coming to you live from Studio 13 at Power Team Studios in beautiful Orlando, Florida, it's Crumb Shoes, the Crime Scene Kitchen Podcast. Welcome to Chrome Shoes. This is Christine, pronoun she, they. This is Nick. He, him. How you doing, Christine? I'm good. How are you? Good. Did you enjoy this week's episode of, of I was about to say, of Crumb Shoes? <laughs> well, yes. I, I am already enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was uh, crime scene kitchen on Monday night. Yep. I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I bet. And I'm not going to lie, I was completely terrified the entire gosh darn time. Even during the commercials. Yes, during the commercials, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, could you feel the palpable tension? Oh, yeah, I bet. I, I was, yeah, yeah, I was just just 100% terrified the whole time. You see... This is the difference between you and I. You get super into being behind your team and rooting for your team. I just like to watch the competition. I don't pick a specific horse in the race. I don't I'm not like I'm not like this one team has to win or else like society collapses. Yeah. I just enjoy seeing a good game just enjoy the spirit of the competition mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and that helps me just stay on an even keel yes and just enjoy the show for what it is i love that you just have like a cerebral like scholarly point of view and would never get overly attached to any team because that's what history proves yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to maintain my objectivity as a broadcast journalist. That's right. Yes. You're a very important broadcast journalist. So, uh, you know, the people rely on me uh, mm -hmm. to bring, you know, just a, um, a Walter Cronkite level of dispassionate honesty. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. In journalism. And to all those listening out there in podcast land, you're welcome. <laughs> Integrity. Dignity. Dignity. Always dignity. Always. So um, so that's what you're going to get here from this side. Christine, again, she's going to bring her wacky shenanigans for the entire episode. Like, oh, Team Fatty, but I also picked a Yaz and Amber, so I've got, I got two out of three teams in the finals. Woo! Yeah. But, uh, you yeah, know, that. I'm going to bring you the facts. Uh-huh. F-A-X. Uh -huh. Facts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's what you're going to get from me, because... Um, you know, life's too short, man. That is so true. Emotional involvement overrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it was uh, it was just a fun, easy breeze watching this episode. For me yeah. <laughs> no, no horse in the race. Just enjoy the show. That part's true. You were completely chill watching the episode while I was like tearing my hair out. Everything I say is true. That's every, yes. You've never said anything that wasn't true. I am Jose Canseco. Is that something that he said? Yeah, after he came clean about steroids. He's like, I only tell truth now forever and ever. <laughs> Direct quote. All right. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, uh, should I tell you this episode title? I will. No. It was Crime Steam Kitchen Season 2 Semifinals 
it's all in the details. And yes. oh my gosh, was it all in the details? Yes. Details. That's yes. what, wait, are you doing the Mr. Bean thing? Yes. That's, I've been thinking that all week. So, yeah. <laughs> the body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mr. Bean goes back to school is one of the best. Yes, the best so ones. good. Yeah. Watch it. They're not paying us. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, give us some um, crowns. You don't even have to give us the Mr. Bean money. Just give us the Blackadder money. Oh my gosh, yeah. Blackadder is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. People should watch that. Yeah. Should we talk about this? <laughs> We're, this show's about Blackadder, right? Oops. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So before the safety bake in this episode, T had a wonderful quote. He said, by winning the show, we would prove to all the self-taught bakers out there the fatty and tea are incredible, uh, which was really funny and also true. Yeah, because you know that was prompted by a producer saying, what would that mean to all the self-taught yes. bakers out there if you were to take it all the way? And they, yes. and, 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 and they totally get it, like it, like how overplayed this is. and Exactly. And, and, and honestly, in sports in general, I it's such a like it's such a lazy, overused question by reporters. Like, what would it mean if your team won the championship? Uh, well, it would mean we won the freaking championship. Like, yeah, like you think? Like, yeah. yes, it's it's my life's work, but like I don't know what like because the can the, the can answer that everyone says, and I get it, is it would mean everything. Well, okay. What does that what does that even mean? Yes. I don't know what it would mean everything even means. Yeah, so, I don't understand. All right, so and to me, it's such an obnoxious, lazy question. So yeah. certainly that's what T was being forced to respond to. And I loved, loved, loved his answer yeah. because it's a real answer. It's, yes. it, it doesn't mean anything more than we won the freaking show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I don't dislike when people answer their specific answers for what they're going to do with the money. If they win, which we do see a lot in this episode, like that doesn't bother me. But I understand that, like, yeah, the producers just, I assume, constantly prodding them to just say the same general things that they. I can only imagine. Yeah. Uh, that's what I want to see. I want to see an hour of just that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, as, as, as a sports fan, like, and hearing, you know, hearing that over and over again, I just, oh. I'm always so sympathetic to athletes who have to answer these questions. Over and over and over My and God. over again. But that's what they get compensated for. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, oh, I did want to just say T and Fatty, and this will come up later, um, their team dynamic is incredible. All the teams at this point have really great team dynamics. Yeah. T and Fatty's is really, I just feel like we saw a little bit more of it this week. The kind of like, you know, they, even though, they have a lot of skills in common. They also have very different skill sets. Yeah. And it's um, going back to what we talked about with like first season and sometimes second season where there's kind of like a captain-ish figure on the team. I feel like actually all of these teams really, there's such a balance, such a like perfect balance. Yeah. Um, which is a different, and I mean, both ways can work, but um, I just love, T and Fatty in particular, just have a wonderful um, trust in each other and just faith in each other's abilities and ability to tell when the other one needs help and how to help them. Yes. 
So that's uh, remarkable. Yeah, it's it's really cool to watch. And uh, again, as always, we'll refer you to Bake Files for more information on. Kind of watch Bake Files. The last episode was this week because, oh, for good reason. Next week, um, all the people from Bake Files, Yaz, Amber, Fatty, and T, are all going to be doing, you know, like watch parties because it's the final. But definitely catch up on all the Bake Files yeah. if you haven't seen them. They're well, they, incredible. They said they'd broadcast something at some point. So, like, it, it's... Oh, okay. No. Yeah. He said they'd do something maybe later in the week or that day or something. Keep an eye out there. Yeah. Continue to check out their, their Instagram channels. So, before the Safety Bake starts... Joel always has good introductions. He says, Her Highness, Yolanda Gant, and his middleness, Curtis Stone. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. So let's just get this out of the way. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you've watched the episode, you know that uh, NBA star um, Dwight Howard was the special guest uh, this week. Um, as you probably know, if you've been listening, these episodes were recorded about a year ago, so it's been a long time. Just in the last few weeks now, as we're speaking now, just in the last few weeks, Dwight Howard has had a lawsuit brought against him with allegations of sexual assault and battery. So for those reasons, and again, we're in the early stages of that lawsuit or, you know, whatever charges may come from that, I, I have no idea. That being said, since we do have no idea, going forward for the rest of this episode, we're just not going to mention Dwight Howard. We're just not going to highlight his appearance in, in this show. There's plenty to talk about without necessarily talking about the celebrity. So just going forward, uh, we're just going to bypass that and just say, um, if anyone out there needs any kind of help and you see yourself in a situation where you think you're in danger, the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-4673. Please, if you need help, reach out to someone, anyone, and that's what we're going to say about that. Well, thank you. So, safety bake clues. We have caramel residue in a small bowl. It is hard. A spatula with cooked milk that has vanilla bean in it. Milk and cream bottles. A pan that has some milk residue. Some ramekins, but they appear to be unused. Vanilla bean in the compost, a water bath, um, like a, a, sorry, it's a specific sort of pan thing that looks like it might be used for a water bath, kind of a large pan. A bowl of something whipped, six eggshells. And then uh, in the dishwasher is the whisk attachment for a stand mixer. There is a fork in the dishwasher with some caramel on it. And there is a slotted spoon. You got more than I got, so that's, you know. I, mean, I, I take copious notes. Yeah, that's I, my main trait. Yeah, I mean, I wrote down just what was mentioned, like anglaise and meringue were both mentioned, but we'll get yes. more to that, I assume. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so that's what we got. Um, and from that, we're going to have four different desserts, which is interesting. Yes, um, this is so surprising because at this point we have four great teams so mm -hmm. that they went in different directions this was really interesting to watch yes yeah this is a very hard thing to guess i think was this something you were familiar with yeah what were they going for in the privacy kitchen so they were going for floating islands mm -hmm. or in french ile flottante beautiful 
Yeah, it's so gorgeous, right? Yeah. And my accent is so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is a dessert that is not super popular in the United States. Um, I found some historical references to it, like Benjamin Franklin had it at some point. It was in the movie Desk Set with Katherine Hepburn. <laughs> yeah, so not like super popular right now in the United States or anything. Have of you, course. Have you seen one or had one? Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. Never in person. The only reason I have any awareness of it at all was it was on GBBO. Great pleasure. And I think it was a technical challenge. Okay. okay. And I think they might have done a, a variant on it that's like eggs and snow. But it's it's very similar. It's essentially the same. As far as like Americans would be concerned, it's like, oh, okay, that's that. So what is it? So basically it's a, a meringue. And you are, like, basting the meringue in, like, I think you're essentially poaching it in a creme anglaise, which is kind of like an ice cream base. Okay. So, like, if it were, you know, before it's frozen or after it's melted, it's a creme anglaise, right? And you, like, sort of poach the meringue in that. So it's, you know, you have a little dish. You've got your creme anglaise in the bottom, your meringue that has been poached in the creme anglaise. And then... And that's where you're using the slotted spoon? That's what the slotted spoon is for, Okay, yeah. go on. And then you have, um, in this case, a caramel cage on top. Okay. So I don't think the caramel cage is a necessary component, but I think it is often there, but not always. Okay. So... If... if if the floating island was bad and misbehaving, you put it in a caramel prison. That's right. Yes. And it's like, stop developing nuclear weapons, floating island. <laughs> stop it. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that's what we were looking for. Uh, but not not easy. Not something that, that uh, you see in the United States that often. No. No. So, um, yeah. So you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. So uh, as Joel came into the kitchen, um, Christy was, like, talking to Joel, uh, and <laughs> Tarsh was just like, y'all are in the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> like, she's just like, get out of the kitchen. We are working on things. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. Uh, and then the talking head, she was like, Oh, oh, because they went with creme caramel, and I'll ask you in a second what that is. Yes. Uh, but she's like, I don't know how to make it. Maybe we're not in culinary school. I didn't go to culinary school. Cause, yeah. Because she's probably sick and tired at this point of the delineation they're making between yep. that and uh, classically trained, quote unquote. So, oh, my gosh. Oh, and although, before I forget, I will notice they are still putting, even at this point with two teams left, from each pool. Oh. They're still putting on the screen, like they showed T at one point, and it said, like, just like, like as they were showing him in the kitchen, it said, it just said self-taught on the bottom. Like, yep. why? So that you know. I think they should put it in like a fun font, like Comic Sans, where it looks like a child drew it with a crayon. <laughs> and then like, um, you know, the classically taught one can be in a real fancy font. Yeah. I don't know, like a Garamond. <laughs> or Blackadder is a good font, you know. So. There you go. Let's yeah. Bring, bring that up again. All right. Yes. So, yeah, I just, I loved her. Oh, my like, God. And, and, but, like, that's the thing. She still knows so much, and she still gets it done. Yes. So, like, I, I just love her, her kind of stance she was taking there. We definitely see in this episode that 
everyone is on the same page. Like everyone's, it's the same footing. Like they're all equally awesome. Yeah. It has never hit home as much as it did in this episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. T and Thaddy decide to make an ice cream. Mm -hmm. uh, because they don't see any evidence of the ramekins being used. They think, like, nothing was baked in this kitchen, which I think makes sense, you know. So they make, uh, they actually make an ice cream, and while they're using the, uh, the way they do it is with the ice cream maker attachment for their stand mixer. Fatty is just, like, watching it go, and he's like, churn, 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 churn. <laughs> so that was great. Tarsha and Christy uh, went with creme caramel. So what is it and what, what, what did they see that kind of led them in that direction? Creme caramel is flan. So what we would see at like a Mexican restaurant, flan, is creme caramel. It's the exact same thing. Oh, it looks like it. Yes, okay. it looks just like flan. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, it actually goes back to the Roman Empire. Whoa. And they had a savory version. What? With fish, eel, and spinach. Fish? And they had a, a sweet version. Eel. Eel. Spinach. Yeah. It was in like a custard? Yes. Now, I like a good Alfredo, <laughs> but I don't know, man. Right? So, like, they also had a sweet version. And then in Spain, in the early Middle Ages, they started using the same ingredients that we would use for it today. This is this is why the Roman Empire fell. They didn't know how to creme their caramel. Yeah, like, what are you doing, Roman Empire? Ugh. You've got all this great, like, texture and, like, heavy, rich flavors, and you're throwing, like, eel in it. Yeah. I mean, I like eel, but, like... Yeah, Nero fiddled while they were putting eel in creme caramel. Yes, that's actually, that is, like, verbatim what my history textbook said. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you have, like, the caramel, you make, like, a layer of caramel on the bottom, and then you have your custard on top of that. You bake them in the oven in a, a water bath, like we were talking about, where they saw that big old pan that looked like a water bath. So that makes sense. That was a good, uh, a good like, deduction. You bake them in the oven, and they kind of steam in the water bath. You take them out, and then you turn them out the way you would, as we've talked about many times, a pineapple upside down cake. Yeah. So you would turn down for what? Turn down. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. That was good. Thank you. Okay. I need a 15 minute dance break. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. And we're back. And Yolanda at some point said, breaking news, they are all making a different dessert. <laughs> Which is rare at this point, I oh, feel like. Yeah. Like, this is incredible. But that's how difficult this was. And really, really, it really hinged on that slotted spoon and knowing the technique. It was all about the slotted spoon. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Uh, so, we got the crumb caramel. And then Yaz and Amber, what are they working on? So Yaz and Amber did a creme brulee, right? But instead of doing where it's, which is the same, you know, it's a custard like the creme caramel. Mm -hmm. The difference is instead of doing caramel on the bottom and then the custard, um, you're doing like the the custard, and then you have a layer of sugar on top that you can burn either with like a torch, a butane torch, or you can put it in like the broiler or something. But in this case, instead of doing the traditional preparation with the sugar on top and, and torching it, they made like a caramel 
cage right that went on top which of course they looked at the clues too and that made sense too yeah they saw the, the cage so that was yes. correct and i like that I like that idea really for smart. a rethinking of a creme brulee i think yes. that's really cool yeah so and they looked great brandon our chief senior statistician i know you're not a fan so you can just close your ears while we talk about creme brulee <laughs> I think would have liked this one because it doesn't have the burned sugar pasta. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a caramel cage style. Yeah, you just dip an onion right in there. Ew. Uh, so yeah, creme brulee. So what is what's uh, so creme brulee? You said it, it's basically just a custard too. Yeah, you, so, you already said this. I'm, no, I no, I didn't. I don't listen. <laughs> that's okay. Me, I don't listen when I talk either. I go in and out. Okay, yeah, so creme brulee, it's served in individual ramekins. It's got a disc of caramel. And this, uh, on Wikipedia, it says it could be prepared separately, like the caramel disc, and put on top just before serving, which I hadn't really thought about that. Um, but normally, the way that, that I have seen it, of course, and I think most people in the United States, is that it is, it's got the sugar like already on top, and they caramelize it with the torch or the boiler. I mean, it's pretty basic. Like it's usually got a vanilla flavor. Um, it's got like a lot of cream Yeah. and it's delicious. Oh yeah. I love that. I've gone through creme brulee periods where that was like always the dessert I got. Cause that vanilla, if you can get a good, a good vanilla flavor, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was cool seeing all the teams like, break out the vanilla pods and actually like yes fresh vanilla on all oh these so good yeah very yum cool. very cool so all the teams i mean uh, team france got it the other teams all got some of the elements and like yes. saw some of the elements it was just different combinations of the same elements and that's how many different things like that's how much you have to know because there's so many things you could make. Like it's so crazy. Yes, this yeah. one is. Oh man, yeah. it is all about those tiny details. Yeah. Camille and Laisa, they say early in the bake, like it's the slotted spoon. It's all about the slotted spoon. Right. That's how you know it's Il Platon. Right. Watching that, it was like that makes sense, and right. of course they would know because it's French. It be French. And uh, Laisa, I'm not sure what was going on here. If we ever get to talk to Camille and Laisa, which I'm certainly hoping we will, um, I would love to hear the story behind this. Laisa was having an issue with the caramel, yes. where it burned like four or five, maybe more times. Yeah. So they finally got it to work. I would love to hear the backstory of what was going on with that. So while they're uh, working in the kitchen, Camille says, uh, melange, melange, melange. Mix, mix, mix. Yes. Oh, it was very cute. Again, that uh, when they're in a hurry, they go into French mode, which just yes, love it. Oh, so Tarsha was concerned that they weren't going to be able to turn out their creme caramels uh, before the judging. Yeah. And she said, there's no way in the world that these are going to cool in time to serve the judges. Yeah. So they were concerned about that. So they improvised. So they improvised. Uh, it was brilliant. And then I'll go back and, and maybe they talk about this during judging as well. Yes. And Amber said, because they didn't see the torch for the creme brulee. Right. They went with the caramel cages, which is, yes. which is smart. Exactly. Yeah. And I think they all saw the caramel in that little glass bowl. Yeah. Specifically. On the outside. On that's the how you, outside, because that's, how you, that's how you shape the cage. Exactly. So, yeah, that was a, a good takeaway. Yeah. And then at the end, Laisa said, how many caramels did we do today? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we just kept it made so much caramels. So much lost sugar. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I've never done any kind of sugar decoration like that, but I assume it's difficult. Oh, yeah. You know? I bet. Judgment. Uh, 
So first we have Amber and Yaz, and they have four vanilla creme brulees uh, with caramel cages. And I, I thought they were beautiful. Um, Camille said their cage is beautiful. Tarsha said they look delicious. Yolanda said she uh, was worried that she would miss the regular brulee sugar top, but the cage had the same effect and she loved it. Curtis said that the caramel was very nice and lacy. Perfect execution as always. Yeah. They asked them as they walked up, do you think you saw everything in the crime scene kitchen? Mm -hmm. And simultaneously, Yaz says yes. Amber says no. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. So yeah, I, I I love that, and we've seen that before with with um, Yaz just having that confidence, like yes, yes, I love it, yeah. Uh, and everything. Like, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think both, you know, like. I, I understand being like, I don't know, at this point, y'all can be doing any tricks to us, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll do our best. Yeah, but but again, they work well together, right? Yes, like, exactly. Like, you don't have to agree 100% of the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's about complementing each other's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, and yeah. they work so well together. I'm not sure anyone that they have any weaknesses, but yeah, complementing each other's strengths. Next, we had Camille and Laisa. They had the four floating islands, Ile Flotante, with caramel cages. Curtis said that the caramel was a little thick. Um, yeah, so after all those tries, unfortunately. Yeah, it came out kind of thick. He said yeah. he liked it more like thin and lacy, which was yeah. how he had described Yaz and Amber's. So maybe it's just that they don't not used to doing cages specifically. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, you never know. I mean, it could be an issue with humidity, you know, like you never know. Yeah. Could be that the tools they use are slightly different or I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but I would love to know. So, uh, and he did say that it tasted delicious. Uh, Yolanda might have said that because Yolanda also said it was thick. I think maybe she's the one who said it tasted delicious. Um, and the actual islands, the meringue part, were delicious and light. And uh, when Laisa was describing it, uh, she was describing the clues in the crime scene kitchen that led them to make this. She, she described boiled milk. Boiled. I thought that was the cutest thing ever. I love it. Yes. Um, also, when they went up there and it's, everyone else was... Sorry, it's yeah. milk led by a boy. <laughs> boiled milk. Boiled milk. I love it. Yeah. I like girl or non-binary led milk. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Christy said, so Ryza reactions during this were great. Yes. We were like, say what now? I was hoping you were going to say get to this. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Christy said, uh, we know for sure this ain't it. Cause it was like, what? That makes no sense. And Fatty said, uh, we all made wildly different dishes, but all with the same base. Like, yeah, basically it was clear T and Fatty and Tarsha and Christy had not heard of this. Yeah. Yaz and Amber did seem to recognize mm -hmm. it, even though that, that's not the direction they went, they seemed to recognize it. Hey, maybe they teach you that in culinary school. You just only learn it briefly and don't really think you'll need it for the rest of your life. It's a closely guarded culinary school secret. I guess. Yeah. 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 Then we have uh, Tarsha and Christy. So they have their four vanilla creme caramels with whipped cream on the side. They come up. They're still in the ramekins. Yep. Yolanda says, 
were you planning to turn them out? And Tarsha says, we figured we would let you turn them out, <laughs> which is the best spin I've ever heard. Yes. She is so yes. good at that. Like, oh, we thought it'd be fun if you did it. I know. I love that. <laughs> like, oh, it didn't fall apart. It's deconstructed. Like yeah. that kind of thing. It was a really smart maneuver, like a really smart tactic, because when they turn them out, guess what? They're perfect. Yeah, they so turned out smart. great. We have seen other teams in the past who would have just dumped it, and it would have been ugly and all over the place. So yeah, but in a panic, they would have done it. So yeah, Tarcha said no. This is the best move. Yes, this is what we're doing. Did so it. even and when it's incredibly it. tough, I think they, and we'll see Christy do this a lot in the second half, but they are clear headed, and that's really impressive. Yeah. As someone who panics at the drop of a hat and can't think straight at all when they panic, I <laughs> I am incredibly impressed by them. Continuing to employ logic even in even in a panicable situation. Yeah. 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 Now, if Flan Creme Caramel was correct mm -hmm. and everyone had done that and and everyone else had turned theirs out first. That yeah, they, would have it out. could have dinged against them. Right? That is absolutely true. That's a very good point. But given the circumstances, absolutely the right play. Yes. Absolutely right. The judges turned them out. And Curtis said the consistency was bang on. Perfect. Bang on. So, and they looked very yummy. Yeah, bang on. I want to say that. That's fun. <laughs> All right. Or what did they say on GVBO? They say scrummy. 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 Bang on. Awesome. <laughs> Um, and then finally, we had tea and fatty, and they had four vanilla ice cream sundaes with caramel sauce and whipped cream and cherries. Yeah. So Yolanda is, I think Yolanda said it first, I don't know, as they were walking up, she's like, ice cream party! <laughs> and that's I thought, how I felt. I thought T would say it when they walked up. Yeah, I feel like she said it, and then he said it later? They said it, like, closer to the reveal oh, uh, during the talking okay. head. I think it's like, ice cream party, ice, ice cream, cream party. party. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Oh, man, I love an ice cream party. Yeah. Was, they looked amazing, those Sundays. The plate, like, with all the dishes and everything looked gorgeous. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. And Yolanda said vanilla, so it's vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream has nothing to hide behind. And uh, this one was delicious and yeah. like didn't need to hide behind anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people think, oh, vanilla means plain. But like at, at these levels, like the quality they're looking for, yeah. and, you know, again, using real vanilla bean, like that, that takes skill. It, oh, yeah. To get like that much flavor out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I think vanilla is a very underrated flavor. Um, however, I don't really, I like vanilla bean ice cream a lot, and I really don't like any other kind of vanilla, you know, like the, I mean, as far as like store-bought, you know, like I don't enjoy. You gotta see those black flecks. I want to see the flecks, yeah. you know? So, um, and whether it's like vanilla bean or coffee grounds is fine. <laughs> Either way. Um, I'll take yeah. little chunks of meat. Ew! <laughs> Ugh, you're such a Roman. <laughs> yeah, it was, they said it was delicious. Also, the riser reactions, everyone was a little bit shocked, you know, like, oh, ice cream. And uh, I think Camille said that she had really wanted to make ice cream, but okay. it was like, no, this is definitely a floating island. Yeah. So, 
It's a floating island. It's a floating island. Uh, so no question. Uh, and oh, and we didn't really follow up from last week because we would, all three of us agreed last week that we thought it was more likely that Safety Bake would be eliminated. Yep, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Camille Liza got a fast Free pass mass. directly to the final. Yeah. Huge. Oh, amazing. Yeah. One thing Brandon uh, pointed out, well, probably you pointed out too, is like the fewer people in the elimination bake, the more compelling in a way. Yeah. It's like they each have a greater chance of going home, and that's terrifying. Right. Right. Um, so it was smart that they did it that way, I think. No, I like it. Congratulations, Camille and Laiza on being yes. the first team to qualify for the season two finale. Well earned. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, Emma, we, we talked to Emma and Leslie mm-hmm. uh, several weeks ago. Emma picked them yeah. to win the whole thing. Well, you can't win the whole she thing if you're, right. if you're not in it. They're in it. So. They're in it, exactly. Yeah. Now, Christina's picked the other two teams. Yes, that's true. Uh, but, uh, hey. I mean, any of them could win it. Though. Anyone yeah. could win this. Yes, I'm so excited for next week. I'm excited and terrifying. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but I'm getting ahead of it. We have another whole challenge. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is probably a good time for us to pause. Puppy pause? Puppy pause. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that hilarious, folks? Now it's time for our new segment. Money, please! All right, Crumb Shoes, for our Money, Please segment today, we wanted to just remind you that if you would like to advertise on our show, in addition to our ambassador ads with Spotify, we also have Crumbotrons for sale. So if you would like to get a Crumbotron, we can either do a personal one, shouting out a birthday, anniversary, congratulations, whatever you would like, or we could also do it for a company. Now, obviously, we have to be cool with the company, like their stuff, etc. So if you would like more information on our Crumbotrons and pricing, just be sure to email us at crumbshoes at gmail.com and just put crumbotron in the subject line also we just wanted to do a shout out because t of t and fatty who i'm assuming are going to be the wearers of crime scene kitchen is doing an awesome tasting menu event that is going to be on friday august 18th so that's in about a week It is going to be five courses of delicious dessert tastings, and they all sound incredible. I so wish we could go. If you're in the Boston area, be sure to get a ticket to this event, because this is like once in a lifetime. To get tickets for Tea's tasting event, you can go to chef-t.com slash events. Once again, that's chef hyphen t.com slash events also you can check out his instagram it is cirque du souffle welcome to round two all right let's do it it's the round of doom for one of our teams oh my gosh oh it's this one was another particularly upsetting one <laughs> <laughs> upsetting Yes. 
like because of the challenge or who got eliminated? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. It just, you wait, just, which? Huh? I gave you two choices and you said yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want mayonnaise and mustard? Yeah. I don't want mayonnaise. It's disgusting. But um, you said yes. I'm using that as an example. Though, okay. Because we worked in food service. What's upsetting? It's upsetting. It was upsetting for, okay, this one was really upsetting. You just keep saying that. Why? It was really upsetting, I thought. <laughs> and this is the reason here. Um, the, the challenge. The story of this story <laughs> is, the, is beginning with the sentence that I'm saying now. Yes. Okay. Or happily. The challenge is basically accepted by everyone as well nigh impossible. Okay. Like almost immediately. I feel like they give them an okay amount of time much of the time, but sometimes it's like, how are we supposed to do this? Like the croquembouche, like this, where it's just like, this seems like it's actually kind of impossible. Okay, but two teams pulled it off. They did, but nobody was really happy with it. You know what I mean? Well, that $100,000 is going to make someone happy. That's true. I just, I hate for anyone to get eliminated when they weren't able to be at their best. And I understand that none of them were at their best because of the time limit. So, like, I understand that at least it's equal. I just, I don't know. I mean, I think they all did amazing considering the time. And I wish we could have seen them make this thing, but with a slightly more appropriate amount of time. Okay. Well, let's, let's. Talk turkey, and then we'll we'll analyze at the end if there was enough time. They have to make a turkey in three hours. <laughs> it just doesn't seem right. Over an open open flame. Yeah. yeah. Wait, that might have been barbecue masters. Yes. Oops. What was in the kitchen? All right, here are our clues. We have silicone molds, and then we have white chocolate jar, like a jar of you know little white chocolate bits open. Cake flour, almond flour is open. The taste bowl in the kitchen is a bowl with some kind of mousse. Tarsha and Christy think it has like sort of a minty taste. Everyone else thinks it's cardamom. What What is cardamom? I've heard the name. I couldn't tell you what it is or what it tastes like. So cardamom is used in flavorings and cooking spices in food and drink and as a medicine. Also, green cardamom is used as a spice, a masticatory, or is smoked. What is a masticatory? Okay. It's something that you chew on that produces saliva. Oh, and sometimes just for pleasure as well. It is sometimes consumed as a hot beverage with uh, like a cardamom flavored tea. It has a strong, unique taste. It is intensely aromatic. Green cardamom is one of the most expensive spices by weight. And it is considered similar to mint. Oh, similar to mint. Yeah, so, maybe so that's, that's where the flavor came That's why they confused it. Yeah. Um, so there was also a tea towel with a green residue, which I believe only Amber and Yaz saw. What makes a towel a tea towel? I think they're like thinner and generally bigger, but they're not like absorbent, right? Like a regular towel. It's more like for decoration. I don't technically know. I've always assumed it was like, oh, this is like the fancy quote towel that you would have out at a tea party or something. 
But you can also use it to like roll up a jelly roll cake, stuff like that. But okay. so it's like big, but it's very thin. Like it's not really like it's not a towel in the way that I would I wouldn't use it after a shower. It's just <laughs> it's a piece of fabric. <laughs> you know, like muslin or something. Like it's not it's not really absorbent. Yes. Like I think we have some like tea towels and like they're just a decoration. I mean, it could be like a blanket for a doll. You know? <laughs> That's what a tea towel is. It's a doll blanket. There you go. Don't at me. We found it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we got the tea towel with the stain on it. We also have white chocolate gelatin sheets, condensed milk, an immersion blender. And then there's an envelope that says shopping money left over $133. But inside the envelope is $100 in cash. Now, if I were on the show, I would have just pocketed it. But <laughs> if you... That'd be hilarious. Right? Like, Don't leave the $100 around, Mumsy and Bootsykins. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Don't let people into your kitchen after that. You know... You know a hundred dollars is nothing. I know, like I think Mumsy gives Bootsy Kids a hundred dollars like on a Saturday. Yeah. And it's just like go get yourself a toffee candy, you know? <laughs> she doesn't know what the prices of things are. Yeah. She's like, what is this buy? Like a handful of Brocks? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> Mumsy, my chaps and I are taking the helicopter over to uh Stonehenge. Oh, would you like, um, is, is a hundred okay, my dear Bootsykins, or, or do you need more? I need at least a million quid. I don't know. Here's some toppings. Yeah, I don't, with inflation, I don't really know. Yeah, that's the reason we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. That's why. In this economy? <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, so, $100 in the envelope. Make sure the entremet is ready when I return. <laughs> you just gave it away. Oh, my bad. Um, so, then they look on the fridge, and there is a list of different spices. $100 in the envelope, so that means 33 was spent. If you look at the spice list on the fridge, it has cardamom at uh, $30, so very expensive, uh, which... Well, you know, what I read in Wikipedia says it is very expensive. Yeah, I, I'm i good with just pistachio. If if you can make the dessert cost like 90% less. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, I've spent <laughs> $10 on a vanilla bean, but only because I absolutely had to. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, the vice president dared you. Yeah, I mean, I what was I supposed to do? You can't back down from a challenge in the Skull and Bones Society. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was a triple dog dare. Like you, I know. Like no a choice. triple I think they call it a triple skull dare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You are so not skull and bones material. Yeah. So yeah, cardamom, thirty dollars, pistachio three dollars. Yeah. So that is the thirty three. So then there was also um, some kind of strawberry jelly in like a jar. There were also, there was like on the kitchen island, there were pansies in pots. Yeah. And there was a wafer paper that was sort of cut out in little shapes and folded. And that's it. That's it. Yep. Cool. Those are the clues. 
this is a great moment for me because we've heard so much about classically trained and self-taught, but like all three teams immediately saw the silicone like moose mold and were like, oh, Antoine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, oh my gosh, yeah. like, wow, okay, yeah, yeah they're at a, a very different level from most makers that, <laughs> yeah. you know, don't make money for it. Yeah, I remember Christy held it up and showed it to her mom and was like, Mom, what's this? Oh, it's for Antoine. It's Antoine. Yeah. Like, they all knew it. It was yeah. so easy. Yeah. Like, and I love that moment because to me, I mean, I don't know, as, as someone who's never seen an entremet in person, certainly never eaten an entremet. Like, to me, that's, like, just the height of fanciness. <laughs> so I feel like the fact that they all knew that just immediately was, like, incredible. Yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe that's something that, like, all professional makers just know. Yeah. I just thought that was amazing. Yeah, I know, in the Little Debbie aisle, like, right next to the oatmeal cream pies, is like, Little entremets, so yeah, we're all pretty <laughs> but, familiar. But we, I think they call them entremets. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that was at least a really cool moment. Even though this is a rough challenge, this is tough. Yeah, it is rough for every team. Yeah, so they have three and a half hours, which is their longest time so far, because we've had three and fifteen. Yeah, it's got to be up there. Yeah. yeah, but so we find out very quickly how long it would normally take because. Amber said to Joel, you don't take three hours for this dessert. Joel says, how long does it take? Amber says, six to eight, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up Bob Germain, and it said, you know, with only three or four nights of hard work, you can have an awesome entremet. Three or four nights? Yeah, like it wasn't for professional makers. It was for just, you know, amateurs at home. But like, yeah, like that's how much work it takes. Can you imagine? I just wanted a cake with some jelly on it. I know! Like, wow. So, yeah. And then we get some clips that are concerning <laughs> for the reason that we kind of talked to Brandon about, that, like, when they ask, so how much does this mean to you? Like, we talked about earlier, too. Or, what are you going to do with the money if you win? Yeah. Like, oh, like, that's, oh, no. But we know somebody of these three teams is going home, so it's, you know, it's yeah. already... We're already scared for all of them. Yeah. So uh, Amber and Yaz say Amber would put half into her business and half into a family vacation. Yeah. And then Yaz says that she would put it all towards her daughter's future, maybe getting like a master's degree. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, oh, yeah. And then just going back to the mint cardamom thing, Tarsha says that it was that nasty mint flavor. Yeah, like, Tarsha and Christy both did not enjoy it. They were like, this is weird. Yeah, so I guess so. they both have an aversion to mint. Well, do they have an aversion to mint? Or well, is it that it wasn't realize. really mint? It was like, this is a weird mint. Yeah. I think it's that. Oh, yeah, and I don't remember Christy and Tarsha having an issue with, like, the mint brownie. Yeah, I doubt it's, like, specifically mint. Yeah. Things pretty quickly start to go wrong for Tarsha and Christy. It's really fun, unfortunately. Yeah. So they've got a moose going and it's like too chunky. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, we've talked so much about how later and later, like the pressure gets higher, the stakes are bigger. And so Tarshi is just one, one person like, I can't, I can't. And Christy said, I don't need that right now. And Tarshi said, you cannot tell me how to feel. 
which I loved that exchange. I did too. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I also, I wrote that down too. Mm -hmm. Christy, after that says, I'm just saying we got to get this done. Yeah. And I love, I love all of that. Yeah. Like, I understand. I mean, as much as I can understand not being in that kind of high pressure situation, like both sides, like I get it. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that. Like we talked about before, you know, even when they're under stress, Tarsha and Christy have continued to make good decisions, yeah. make good pivots, you know, like they've been very on their game, no matter the stress. Yeah. This one, it was rough. Like it was, but I love that uh, Christy was there to be like, you know, your feelings are totally, it's fine. It's valid, but like, we got to get this done. Yeah. We cannot like waste time feeling bad about it. Like yeah. we got to move on. But I also understand what Tarsha said too. Like yeah. you can't tell me how to feel. Yeah. So I thought it was a really good moment of them like relating to each other in a way that was like, feel how you feel, but let's keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I really liked it. It was a good, it was a good example of like what a really good team dynamic can be even in like the hardest moment. Yeah. Um, also, when they asked Tarsha and Christy what they would do with the money, Tarsha said, Bills, I want to have good credit one day, which is <laughs> so relatable. Yeah. Like, I honestly, every time we see a show, like any game show where people win a lot of money, yeah. I kind of, I, I feel like I'm kind of not that nice in my head to people who are like, I uh, want to get another car or something like that. <laughs> like, if someone gets something that they definitely don't need, <laughs> I just kind of lose a little empathy for them. Yeah. Contestants on shows. Like I, yeah, I want to hear people who are like, I'm going to be able to eat. This money <laughs> like that's a position I can understand. Yeah. And like, yeah. I love when they say bills. Cause it's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be able to get groceries without having to figure out which credit card to use. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I might be able to get my my groceries at the the slightly less discounty store. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I I just I loved it. It was so relatable. Yeah. Um And like, uh, from talking to Leslie about being like a baking entrepreneur, it's tough. Yeah. Like you have to put, and you know, actually then Christy says, this money is going straight into my business toward all the debt that I have from my business, yeah. you know? And I think a lot of people can relate to it too, because of like student loans and stuff that even people who are making good money might still be working on their student loans. Uh, so a lot of people are. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I just loved how relatable those answers were. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're good people. I want to talk to them. I do too. T started tempering some chocolate. Yes. So T started tempering chocolate because it kind of calmed him down, I yeah. think. Just a reminder, I, I keep I haven't really said it in a while, but T's and pronouns are he they. I think we started off saying he and I just continued to say he just because just to make sure that people understood who I was talking about. But um just a reminder, those pronouns are he they. And mine yeah. are she they. So if you want to call me they, that'd be great. 
But if you want to call me shit's fine too, what else? Um, oh, and then they asked them about the money. Sorry to go off topic, but just since we're on the money thing. Money. So T said he would use it to get a kitchen space. And Fatty said he would use it on law school debt because yeah. he was a lawyer. Yeah. So like, yeah, just debt, man. Yeah. Um and yeah, like a kitchen space would be so necessary. Yeah, so I think for the first time we saw T in non TV mode is yeah. is how you termed it. Right. It was the first time we've seen T like kind of sweating. So that was tough. It was uh it was just I think the time pressure was just out of hand, you know? You know, I think he, he said later also maybe on big files that there was no blast chiller. So yeah. that doesn't help either. Because <laughs> your entremet so it's do you want me to tell you about entremets? Entre, please do. <laughs> An entremet is a cake composed of multiple components assembled into layers. Then they're encased in a mousse. And then it's enrobed with a glaze, like a mirror glaze, and topped with fancy decorations. But it's not really as much about the outside of the cake looking awesome as it is that when you cut it open you're looking at these incredible elements inside. So making an entremet requires the precise execution of many traditional French pastry techniques. So they're very impressive. So on the inside of the entremet cake, there are layers of various things. So they're commonly referred to as inserts because they're inserted into the mousse during the sip. Oh, wow. Which is like, it's so complicated. I can't even wrap my brain around it. <laughs> Just make a cookie. Just make a cookie. What if, okay, what if you had, oh, okay, what, for like a beginner's entremet, what if you do two chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> and then you enrobe them in store-bought chocolate frosting, <laughs> I was gonna say and then you just like throw some uh, melted almond bark on that thing? I was just going to say, put some ice cream in there, because I love a good ice cream sandwich. You could do, like, okay, what if you did an ice cream sandwich and just enrobe that in something? Do we have to enrobe it? You have to enrobe it. If you don't say enrobe, it's not fancy. <laughs> I'm basically fancy Nancy. I yeah. just want everything to be fancy and French. Every layer plays a role in the flavor and the texture. So it usually has, like, a light sponge cake and then the main body is usually some kind of mousse which is the encasing and enrobing it is shaped by initially freezing it within a silicone mold or cake ring which we saw so the mousse has to be i can't even like wrap my brain around this <laughs> of course a mousse is going to be like soft and airy and light but it still has to be sturdy enough <laughs> to like hold up as you make it like the structural <laughs> make it like the supporting mousse for this cake <laughs> you know like i don't even understand how that works now where do you hide the antlers oh <laughs> you're silly because of mousse because of mousse oh that would be cute if someone made an entremet with like you know pretzel antlers and like a little like a rudolph nose <laughs> yeah after the the four days it takes you to do like this gorgeous classic entree <laughs> you just stick like like you know like five-year-old decorations i love that 
Or just yes. in whipped cream, right? Oh, yeah! Happy Force Day. You don't even spell it, right? <laughs> yeah. I love that, and I think I want to do something like that for Christmas, so yeah. <laughs> stay tuned. Put some rubber duckies Put on some rubber duckies on there. <laughs> ah! Oh, yeah, so entremet mousse recipes sometimes add gelatin or cocoa butter to help it maintain its shape. So I guess that's what, you know, they're adding gelatin to that. They also have a gelée, which I think you can use gelatin in, too, obviously. What, what is gelée? Gelée is a French term for a jelly-like food. In common modern pastry, it's going to be a fruit puree stabilized with gelatin. So it's loosely stable, but not as firm as like what we would call jello in the United States. Not as firm as jello. Okay. Right. Interesting. So it's like somewhere between jelly and jello. Right. Yes. yes. So yeah. So tea has a really hard time for a while. Yeah. yeah well, basically, it, it, it starts when Joel was in there with them. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, should this be lumpy? Yeah. And that's the Jacan sponge. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, no, it shouldn't. And then immediately, yeah, just stops being TV. Yeah. Tea and uh, just is like, I have to get this made now so we can get it in the oven. Because, again, time is such critical factor in this challenge. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing it. I, I feel like we've maybe seen Entremet on GBBO, but I feel like they probably have a glass chiller. Yeah. Possibly more time. This is one of the only times I almost feel like, and you know, we love Crime Scene Kitchen. I'm not trying to say anything about it as a show in general, but this is one of the only times that I really remember feeling like, I kind of feel like they're really being set up for failure in this one. I don't know. I guess I'm just not seeing it because was it difficult and stressful? Yes. But again, two of the three teams did what they wanted to do, essentially. I mean, it's probably not what they would have ideally done in a professional setting. That's, you're right. But yeah, that's true. They both, both teams presented something that looked really, really good, and I thought got good reviews. That's, okay, you're right. It, it, that's it, a good point. It, it was just so stressful during it for everyone. Well, again, when you take a step back like I have mm-hmm. and <laughs> remain completely again. purely objective uh-huh. and enjoy the show for what it is, uh, I think you're not going to be prone to this sort of um, mm-hmm. this little outburst you're having right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I'm just I'm just asking you to be professional for the for the podcast because we got this podcast, we got more podcasts we're in the future. And I just need you to keep together. You're being hysterical. <laughs> I'm going to go get, like, a tub of ice cream. <laughs> I, you know what? Actually, my favorite is to just make... I haven't done this in years because we have a kid and I don't want to set a bad example. My favorite is to just, like, make a, a huge batch of chocolate chip cookie dough <laughs> and make half of it into cookies and eat the other half just straight up. Not in one sitting. But, you know, over the course of, like, two sittings. A sitting and a half. I'll do that. Um, so, T's calmed down. You've calmed down. Everyone's calmed down. Nobody's yeah. being hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's having a rough time. Tarsha says, I feel like this pile of garbage on this plate is standing between us 
and a hundred thousand dollars. It's so sad. I think that's I think that's why it's heartbreaking because I you know I've said before my favorite way to see someone go out on this show is with something that they're proud of. Yeah. Like, and I know that it's in the nature of the show that that doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to win. Yeah. But like, it's tough to see incredibly talented bakers go home on something that they're not proud of. Yeah. So I think, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's this thing, um, I think they call it like empathy, where you like, <laughs> it's like you feel for people. I don't, I mean, um, maybe you could take a course or something. <laughs> might be, might be interesting, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, again, as a broadcast journalist. <laughs> you uh, cannot get invested. I, I don't have the luxury to see these people as human. <laughs> They're all ants, do yeah. <laughs> This is one huge sociological experiment mm-hmm. that I am observing. Uh, some friends of mine from Stanford got get, oh no got together, and we're just you know, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we That's put these amazing. people and say a prison. Let's see what might happen. Yeah, it's sort of like experiment. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> so wacky. Yeah, watching a mirror glaze pouring is very soothing. I think. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, oh, yeah. And sorry, going back to T, T and Fatty were having a tough time getting this together. But T, like, tempered some chocolate. And it was like, okay, I'm going to my happy place now. Yeah. And uh, just seeing how he and Fatty work together and Fatty, like, knowing what would be helpful to him was just like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Like, and I love that. Because yeah. it's like, we might be going out on this, so... Let's do it our way. Because they knew, well, yeah, and they knew that they were missing a decoration because they yes. they didn't see the panties. So they're right. like, we know something goes on here, so why not? Exactly. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I respect that. Yeah, yeah, and again, if you haven't seen Teen Fatty, uh, and their it was the first reality show appearance that I know from them was Great Chocolate Showdown, uh, Canadian show. Uh, they know their chocolate. They know how to work. Oh my gosh! Yeah, totally. They know how to temper chocolate, which is a really elite skill and not easy skill. So yeah, they're great chocolate workers. That show is incredible. I, any show about chocolate, just like watching chocolate pour in like a Ferrero <laughs> Rocher commercial or whatever. Yeah. He's watching those commercials on repeat. I know it brings <laughs> me it brings me peace to watch it on some level. So I love that it brings tea peace to make it. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So, Tarsha and Christy at the end, uh, like, it wouldn't come out of their mold, basically, because mm-hmm. it didn't have enough time in the freezer. And there's no uh, blast chiller. And there's no blast chiller, so it's not coming out of the mold, so you have to kind of pry it out of there, and that unfortunately affects the appearance of it, structure yeah. of it. And then, yeah, pouring it on, that that it also, the, the glaze didn't quite get to that mirror state. It, mm-hmm. it kind of got there, but not completely. And they said, this is the worst thing we put in front of the judges. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. So, should we go to judging? Let's do it. Judgment. So, first we had Yaz and Amber. And I will say, in taking notes for this judging round, I took incredibly long notes because there are so many elements in this thing (laughs) for everyone. So, give me like five minutes to just describe each one, okay? So, Yaz and Amber... They have a strawberry and cardamom entremet with green mirror glaze and edible flowers, which are wafer paper pansies, strawberry gelée, and jacon sponge. So and what it's is very pretty? What is jacon? 
So Jacog has a really interesting uh, name origin. The name comes from da Vinci's Italian model for the Mona Lisa, Lisa del Giocondo, which oh. translates in French to Jacond. Okay. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Don't really know what the relation is between that and the sponge, but what else? So a jacond is it's a sponge cake, of course, and it has ground nuts, usually almonds, and it is probably best known for its use in an opera gatto. It's like a whipped egg cake with a nut flour base. So yeah, usually almonds, sometimes hazelnut or pistachio. It's a common component in entremet, and it's bread very thin. So, I would have never known how many different ways there are to make cake. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. No, I thought it was very pretty. The pansies were really pretty. It was really cool. Yeah, oh, it was beautiful. Yolanda said she's a huge cardamom fan. And Curtis said that the gelée was a little too wet. Okay. But I assume, you know, time, who knows? There's yeah. a lot going on. Oh, it's got to be hard jelly is going to be a hard thing to make the right consistency yeah and maybe yeah maybe they didn't cool enough i have no idea sure. tarsha was like what was on the fridge oh when they talked about the fridge yeah oh but yeah i just feel like and i love tarsha and christy but i feel I like this late in the season season two having had the the benefit of seeing season one you gotta glance at the fridge to, see, if they, to see what's on there yeah um, um i think season three contestants are going to need to like, that's got to be part of it. Because, I mean, that's, you know, just strategically, that's one thing you can look at before you're even in the kitchen, before the clock starts, right? As you're walking to see up if to there's it, something on just there. spot it. Because, yeah, that's a really good point. Because when there's when there's nothing on it, like, it's it's very clear, you know, like, our yeah. our fridge is super busy with, like, menus and, <laughs> you know, art. Yeah, where are Hootsikin's pictures? <laughs> that's a good point. Well, his pictures all get framed and put in the, oh, gal yeah, put in yeah. the gallery. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but for the rest of us, we have artwork and mm -hmm. uh, report cards and bills to pay and Chinese takeout menus on the fridge. So. Yes. Uh, in the crime scene kitchen, either that fridge is like clean, you know, steel, or there's something on it that is a clue that you need to look at. That's a good point. Next, we had Tarsha and Christy. They made a white chocolate, mint, and strawberry entremet. With edible flowers, so they had the edible, like, uh, wafer paper pansies. Mm -hmm. um, they had a mint mousse. Oh, this is the other thing. Instead of Jacon sponge, they did a pat sable, which is like, um, Tarsha described it. It's like a, a crumbly shortbread kind of uh, base. Okay. Oh, so that would be fairly different then from the Jacon. Yeah. Okay. When you watch their investigation... Tarsha got the idea for the sable. Didn't she say there weren't enough eggs? Oh, it was. She said that there weren't enough eggs for a jacon. Yeah. You're right. Thank yeah. you for reminding me. Yeah. And then there was a strawberry gelée. They, oh, and this was so funny and sad. Joel, like, uh, Joel was like, all right, Christy and Tarsha, you're <laughs> next. And uh, Tarsha was like, skip us. Yeah. It was so sad. Yeah. Christy said we made nachomake soup. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's so rough. Yeah. Yolanda said, and I, I like this, Yolanda and Curtis, like I think I've said before, they, if they can see that someone knows they didn't do their best. They don't beat them up for they it. They don't beat them up for it. They're no. nice. Yeah. So Yolanda said, this tastes delicious. It's a wonderful bite when you get it all. Yeah. And Curtis said, it's really fabulous. So that's good. I mean, and of course it tasted amazing. I'm not surprised. 
And then finally, we have tea and fatty come up. This is really pretty. It's so it's pistachio, cardamom, and strawberry entremet, uh, white chocolate cardamom mousse, pistachio jacond, strawberry gelée, and the mirror glaze. And they have that tempered white chocolate sale yeah. on the top, which is pretty. And I love, even though I think it was incorrect, I love the way they did the colors on the mirror glaze. Um, oh yeah yes it was yeah. different yeah. um yeah they didn't know it was green i think was that, was that even from the tea towel it's from the tea towel wow yeah. yeah but it was still it was very pretty i love watching mirror glazes or just yeah. find it online it's very soothing and yeah. pretty and like from, galaxy ones yeah. and stuff yeah once again from my artistic standpoint Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they asked about the white chocolate sale, uh, Yolanda and Curtis did. And Thaddy said, why not go out with a bang? And I, I love that yeah. uh, for the reasons we talked about. So Yolanda said, you should be very proud. It's delicious. Curtis was, oh, and Tarsha, as it went up, said, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Curtis was ominous about the outside not having the pansies because at this point they know they're supposed to be pansies but they didn't make them because they didn't know okay. you know so curtis is you know he's like there's no pansies because the other two teams had them so he's basically you know saying like well <laughs> um so yeah that was the judgment so then we have the reveal the reveal and it is a pistachio which is the jacond part Okay. Uh, white chocolate and cardamom, and those are in the mousse, and the strawberry gelée, entremet, with green mirror glaze and edible wafer paper pansies. Yeah. And Tarsha said, this is just heart crushing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah, as an Amber, we're happy to see that it was green. It was, so they were good. Like, Amber and Yaz were like, okay, good, thank goodness. Right. But everyone else was like, uh-oh. Yeah. So, uh, T and Fatty, in a talking head, um, Fatty said, you did such a good job. And he's, like, rubbing T's back. And T, like, can't even talk yeah. to the camera. He's like, I can't talk right now. So it was a really, really rough day for everybody, I think. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And we are yeah. about to hit mile this number mile number 26. And... <laughs> The, uh, the, I can only imagine the emotions at this point for everyone. Nobody got every element perfect. T and Fatty are the only ones that had the pistachio. Right. But they didn't get the pansies. Right. And, and they didn't get the green mirror glaze. And Bernie Astro were the only team that got green. Yeah. And then Tarsha and Christy, no. Yeah, theirs was, they were not happy with theirs. It was just, it was soup. Yeah. So let's, well, but let's break this down. So, because, you, you know, you're talking about not having enough time for execution. Mm -hmm. Let's say they do execute. Mm -hmm. Do you think they still go home? So they missed, I think they missed it was green, right? Mm -hmm. They missed both of the flavors. Yeah. They missed that it was Jacquard's, not Sable. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I think they go home either it's way. It's still them, but I then they go they... home proud of what they make. That's the difference, you know? Tarsha and Christy, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you should be proud regardless. Absolutely. 
you two are wonderful, strong, beautiful individuals, and way stronger than I'll ever be. Oh, me too. (laughs) With an incredible talent for what you do. It has been a pleasure watching you on this show, and I sincerely hope we get to speak with you in the future, because um, I think you really showed, just like Brandon was talking about last week, just because something looks different doesn't mean it's wrong. And because we can see the love that you two have for each other, and I love the talking head at the end, where you're like, you're, you know, you're like, you're my best friend. Yeah. What a wonderful relationship. And I hope you're proud of yourselves because semifinalist in fourth place uh, is an incredible achievement, uh, even though it doesn't pay out like the, the top spot does. Yeah. And I hope your bakery is, is, is seeing more business as a result of this. And we'll shout out your, your instance here in a minute. Don't remember, don't, don't, don't let your lasting thought be this. Let your lasting thought be how many Basque cheesecake moments you had. Yes. <laughs> and it will always be called Basque cheesecake moments. Oh, yeah. TM, yeah. TM, TM. Yeah. TM, TM. Speaking of Mabidem, my, my brother, my brother and me, which is a really good podcast. Yeah, Tarsha and Christy, their relationship is so strong. And I think at first, both we and, and Brandon were like, Wait, do they like each other? Because yeah. it's kind of like snipey, you know, mm-hmm. like where it's kind of like like that really cute moment where Tarsha gives Christy a big hug and Christy is like, <laughs> Mom, you know. Yeah. Um, it, I don't, I don't think I said this last week, but it made me think of like Aubrey Plaza. If you hug oh my God, totally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah very like April Ludgate with yeah. her super wholesome mom giving her a big hug. Yeah. But uh, it reminds me. A little bit of like the McElroy brothers and the way that they're sort of like they love each other so much, but they're also like very comfortable teasing each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool to see relationships that are strong enough to like be be able to still love each other so much through that kind of thing. Because <laughs> um, you know, my brother was comfortable with teasing me a lot growing up. <laughs> I wasn't as, but <laughs> you were just comfortable with getting teased. Yes, yeah, I wasn't as comfortable with getting teased. Yeah, I would never tease him. But yeah. um, I like seeing relationships where you can do that, and it's still like a good relationship. And I definitely, I uh, miss that. Uh, my brother passed away, so um, give her loved ones a hug, and we certainly have have loved getting to know everyone on this show with these final many many teams. Uh, we see there's so much love in these partnerships. And, and as we talked about from the beginning, that's what's going to get you further than anything else is that partnership. So that's really cool to see. Yeah, that. Uh, so the talking head that you were talking about with Christy and Tarsha, Christy was crying. She said, being here has solidified that she's my best friend. And she, like, puts her head on Tarsha's shoulder. And Tarsha was just, like, soothing her. It was so sweet. And T and Fatty are the last self-taught bakers. Wow. Yeah. Coming out of pool play, we had Steph and Carrie, three for three on safety bakes. Yeah. Tarsha and Christy, three for three on winning elimination bakes. T and Fatty had yet to win a single round. That's so crazy. And now they are in the finals. (sighs) Alongside Amber and Yaz, and alongside Team France, Camille and Laiza. Yeah. What a finale this is going to be. 
I'm like, yeah, I'm so scared and happy and sad. You know how like the end of the show is like, this is gonna be the thing. Like this is the catharsis. But I'm I'm sad that the season's almost over at the same time. Yeah. So it's very bittersweet. Yeah. Um there's so many emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely sad that this is, you know, one of those quick summer shows where you just get, you know, essentially a half season over yeah. a couple over a couple of months, and that's it. I'm glad we got one extra episode this season from last. Yes, I'm just glad we got this season at all. I know, we thought <laughs> it was never gonna come back. Yeah, so I sincerely hope uh, that uh, this come, continues to come back year after year now, maybe they've gotten back in the swing of things. Uh, because the show's got legs. You can do so many more things with this show. Yeah. But... I feel so lucky that we're, we've gotten to, like, talk to them. Like, the ama- some of the amazing makers on the show, we've, like, talked to them on Instagram. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. They're cool people. Yeah. So, yeah, do you want to shout out Tarsha and Christie's? Yes. So, uh, you can find Tarsha on Instagram. Um, it is at Mrs. Joy. So, it's spelled out. So, at M as in Mary, I-S-S-U-S-J-O-Y. Christy's Instagram is Kristen underscore M underscore Gardner. So it's K-R-I-S-T-E-N underscore M as in Mary underscore G-A-R-D-N-E-R. Um, so yeah, definitely check them out on Instagram. Their bakeries are amazing. Yeah. Um, they make incredible stuff. One of my favorite things is Tarsha had macarons, <laughs> uh, which is really cute. So she had like a sale on macarons while they were doing like training of, I guess, like new employees or whatever. And so they're like making a ton of macarons and the ones that came out wrong they sold at like a really good price. So yeah. I like wished we lived there so we could get some. Yeah. Yeah. The, the feet weren't good enough. The feet weren't good enough, probably. Yeah. So yeah. I worked on the show. So uh, in this episode, we finally get to see all of Yolanda's dress that she's been wearing in the Talking Heads. And it's super cute. It's I think it's kind of 80s. Like, it's a low v-neck, like, low-cut v-neck, and it's, like, tight, and but it's got, like, tall, uh, but their puff sleeves are, like, long, you know, so it's, like, puffed on the top, but they're long sleeves. Um, and it's uh, very, like, floral. It has, like, a really bright floral pattern, and it's kind of like a midi, maybe a mini or midi skirt. Um, super cute. And her makeup is flawless. Um, and then, uh, my favorite in this one was probably, uh, Christie's hair and makeup. I thought it was very sort of like forties. Uh, she had just sort of, I'm not sure if it was like a ponytail or a bun, but it was kind of like up on the top of her head to the side. And then she just had like perfect matte red lipstick and hoop earrings. But I thought the whole look was very classic kind of 40s or like pinup kind of look it was just very classic yes uh very glamorous like classic glam i, I want to hear everyone's picks for next week uh so either 
reach out to us on Instagram, Crunk Shoes, or you can email us, crunkshoes at gmail.com. This is it. This is it. This emotional roller coaster ride is almost over. <laughs> I think that we should either make or get something to eat during the finale that is like decadent and delicious. And I think all the crumb shoes listeners should. Okay. So everyone, let us know what you're going to eat. Yes. During the finale. And we'll let you know what we're going to eat. You can send us pictures on Instagram. I'll probably post something. Or you can send us food. So, oh my God, please send us food. And competitors on the show, please send us food. Yeah. We'll take all the macarons. <laughs> um, yes. yes. Yes, absolutely. So I, I just got to double check with you. We're still tea and fatty all the way. I'm going to switch again. No, yeah. <laughs> it's tea and fatty all the way, baby. Okay. Yes, forever. Do you want it? So who's your pick now? I again. Oh, <laughs> I, I am remaining a, a, a neutral observer. Oh, I thought you were going to say the drop dead gorgeous theory. Uh, well, that too. I was that. That's understood. Oh, okay. That's understood. Mm-hmm. It's somehow Steph and Cherry, money in the bank, their way back into the show. <laughs> uh, then of course, obviously, Ryder and I crew, we ride again and we win. But you ha- but you are completely objective and have no emotional investment. But objectively, and as as an honest observer of 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 this true form of media, mm. I cannot possibly pick because that would understand. that would create a bias, <laughs> and I would never do that. You would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right, crumb shoes. We will see you next week for our finale ah! of covering season two. Crumb shoes is not ending. No. We're gonna go. Uh, we'll remind. We'll remind them again. Even though we're not announcing everything now, we're going. Crumptions will be every two weeks. We have a lot more episodes planned uh, because we want to. Now that we can, we're gonna talk to all these uh, uh, competitors from the show. Hopefully, yeah, we have been like dying to talk to them all. We cannot wait. So we're really hoping they'll talk to us. So many questions. So yeah, we're definitely hoping to have a lot of them on the show in the future. But we will go every other week. Obviously, we want to spread that out a little bit. Chrome Shoes will be every other week after the finale. But the uh, the Power Team Studios Network will have a, a bunch of new offerings. So we have two more podcasts coming. Yes. Um, one cooking-related, one not cooking-related. You can guess what they are if you want. Uh, one of those is going to be every other week, and one of those is going to be weekly. So we're going to be coming at you twice a week. Get ready. Starting, I guess, here in a couple weeks. Oh my gosh, yeah. We'll, we'll let you know all the appropriate dates when that comes and how you can subscribe and all that. Uh, but again, this is a network, not just a standalone podcast. So um, any support by liking, sharing, subscribing, telling a friend, we would appreciate it. It would mean the world to us. And I think that's it then, right? I think that's okay. it, right. yeah. Christine, how do we always end this? Thank you so much for listening. You're all crumbling.